the stream with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it 
why I was inspired to take that narrow way. And after I was on that narrow way for a while, I was able to see destruction ahead if I'd have continued the way that I was going. So I believe these little things that God gives us sometimes uh, cause our attention to the Word of God. We begin to think about the precious things in the Word of God. Then there was another scripture that came to my mind, and that was found in Isaiah also in the 35th chapter in verse 8. And it said, A highway shall be there. Then it says, And a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. And I got thinking about that. I was on a highway. But then it said, A highway shall be there and a way. And I thought about that. And I thought, Well, God, I believe you're just trying to show me and get my attention to what's already written in the scripture of truth that we should uh, be willing to go your way. And then another scripture came to my mind. And in the New Testament, and Jesus was doing the teaching, and he said, A uh, straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads, you know, to life. So uh, sometimes we would like to stay on that Broadway. But uh, there's also scripture about that in the Bible, warning us about uh, there's going to be a Broadway, and many will go in there at, but it'll lead to destruction. But the way of God is a straight, in a narrow way and it'll lead to life eternal and it'll also bring you up in the spirit till you can see what will happen down the road if you don't take the right road so uh we're going to be talking a little bit about happening to sometimes take a mountain uh the rough way so to speak and everything like that but in the end it will bring about eternal life at this time we're going to have that song from sister karen swope and like I say, she's went to be with the Lord some time ago. But I uh, used to love to hear her sing, and she would sing many times for us in the church. And this is one of the songs that she sang uh, for one of our broadcasts a long time ago. Another hill and sometimes a mountain.
talking about that Broadway, I'd like to read something from the fifth chapter of Jeremiah. And verse 1 said, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now, and know, and seek in the broad places thereof, if you can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. And though they say, The Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. So we find that sometimes God tries to get people's attention, and yet they just refuse to return. So many scriptures come to my mind. But I also thought about, even though that's what you find in the broad places, I would rather get on that straight and narrow way and obey the voice of God. And I'd rather climb that mountain that God has put in front of me because I know when we reach the top, there's blessing and revelation and everything. If you endure the hardship, then God will bless you in due season. And I thought about uh, all through the Word of God. There's so many places I could go to. I don't even know where to go first. But uh, I think about Moses, for one, and how that in the 19th chapter of the book of Exodus, he had to go up to the mountain. And that's where God met him and spoke from the mountain. The people was told, don't you try to come up here at that time. They had to put... uh, uh, some barrier around the bottom of the mountain to keep the people maybe from getting too close. And they heard the voice of God from the mountain. And Moses went up there into the presence of God and he heard some wonderful things. That's where he got the law and later to deliver to Israel. And we know that when if we just make it climb that mountain and get to the mountaintop, there can be revelation and we can see further like I said about my dream, when I got high enough, I could see ahead that there was destruction on that broad way. And I was so glad that I took that straight and narrow that took me higher and higher. And as you climb the mountain, even though it might be difficult, and as Sister Karen's song, uh, rocks sometimes that hurt my feet, it's a struggle sometimes. But when you reach the mountaintop, and you get in the presence of the Almighty God, you've overcome the obstacle that was in your life, whatever it might be, and you begin to rejoice in the Lord and be in the presence of the Almighty God, receive revelation, you can see further now and understand more than you did before, and uh, having your conscience, the Bible said in the New Testament, exercised by reason of use, strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, that have their conscience exercised by reason of use. In other words, when you go through the trial, you overcome the problem, you overcome the temptation, or whatever it might be in your life, or if the enemy has tried to put some kind of a sickness or disease on you, and uh, you've overcome that, and you realize you have victory, and you're stronger now, your faith is stronger, you can see further, and you get revelation from God. That's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And all through the Bible, there's been example after example of those that would go to the mountaintop, and there they would 
uh, received things from God. In the uh, 19th chapter of 1 Kings, we find out that Elijah went to Mount Horeb, and he got there, and uh, he uh, needed to touch God. He was so, he was uh, had a lot of uh, pressure on him at that time. And we know that his life was in jeopardy. And, uh, he was going through a, quite a trial. If you go back and read that story, and Jezebel wanted him dead, and, and he had uh, prophesied and, and killed the prophets of Baal. He did a lot of things that uh, the people did not like, but God had ordained it. So there he is, and he thinks that he's the only one left. There's nobody left that's serving God. The whole nation seemed like they had turned aside after Baal worship and looked like he's the only one left. And he's talking to the Lord. And so the Lord passed by him, and uh, there was a wind, but he didn't hear no voice from that wind. There was an earthquake. He didn't hear nothing from that. There was a fire, and he didn't hear anything from that. But then as he stood there, he heard a steel, small voice begin to speak to him. And sometimes, again, if we pray and struggle and we continue to climb and we finally overcome and all of a sudden you'll hear that still small voice within us and begins to talk with, with us and give us direction and understanding how wonderful, wonderful that is to hear that voice. And we know the Lord gave him instruction then. And uh, he wanted, uh, uh, Elijah actually said, uh, they seek my life, and he he actually felt that it was time for him to leave. Well, some wonderful things happened after that. He was sent to anoint a king over, uh, I believe it was Hazael, over Samaria, and then he was to anoint Jehu uh, over uh, Israel, and then uh, he was also told to anoint another prophet in his room, and that would have been Elisha. And as a result of that, he did what he was supposed to do. And then, in the end of all that, he was caught up to the Lord and uh, in a whirlwind up into heaven. What a wonderful, wonderful that experience uh, must have been. And uh, yet, but he had to spend his time up in the mountain. He had to make that journey to get those revelations and that understanding. And we find that, uh, again, there was another individual uh, in the Word of God and uh, his name was Caleb and Caleb was faithful to God he was with Joshua they was the two ones that came back with a true report while the rest came back after they had sent spies in the land you know the spies came back and they feared and they didn't think they could take the land and there was giants in the land and oh they just had a, a, a negative report but Caleb was one of the ones with a report you know he believed that everything was would be all right if God sent it and and uh, sent them there and said that they was to receive that land. He believed it. He believed God would make a way, and he never gave up. And uh, one of the things he said whenever they begin later in the book of Joshua to divide the land, and Joshua began to divide the land, Caleb said, you know, here I am now, 85 years old. I'm just as strong now as I was back whenever we went and spied out the land, which would have been about 40 years old, I guess, at that point. And uh, he said, I, I'm just as strong today. He was did not fear. He was ready to go fight those giants. And he said, give me my mountain. 
and sometimes we realize that's where the victory's going to be if we climb that mountain. And I can't help but think about how bold that he was. Just give me my mountain. He was ready to take it. It's found in Joshua 14th chapter. If you want to read that story. And there's so many good things in the Word of God. And then we find also in the book of Isaiah something else was said. And uh, <clears throat> he said in Isaiah 2 and verse 2 that uh, the mountain of the Lord's house would be established in the top of the mountain. All nations would flow into that. So <clears throat> if we want to find the mountain of the Lord's house, we're going to have to climb a mountain because he said it was going to be established in the top of the mountain. And that's where we all have to go because the mountain of the Lord's house is none other than, I believe, Jesus Christ himself. From what I have read and what I have studied in the book of Daniel, it talked about how that stone was taken out of the mountain without hands and how that it began to grow. And that's what brought the, uh, destroyed that image, which represented the kingdoms of the world. And uh, how that that stone began to grow until it became a mountain and filled the whole earth. And here in Isaiah, he said, it'll come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. In other words, there's no other salvation, no other way for an individual to get saved except God's eternal plan that he gave. And uh, now there's other nations. Sometimes they have their different gods and they've made gods that they've worshipped. They've made them with their own hands and everything else. But it's not going to save nobody. All nations have to flow into this mountain. And I think about how that Jesus told them, go ye into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end. And we know that that was the commission for the apostles and for every preacher that God calls is to go into all the world, teach all nations. In other words, one salvation for everybody, and that's the way it is. And we know what it means to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that name that was given was the name of Jesus Christ. Peter said over in the book of Acts in the fourth chapter, he said there is no other name under heaven. That would mean in all nations, any place you would go in this world, any people that you ever deal with, don't matter what language, who they are, where they're from, they've all got to come the same way. That includes Israel also. They have to come the same way. And the Gentiles have to come the same way. And uh, there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved except that name of Jesus Christ. And that's the name that was given. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So he went on here in Isaiah and he said, and many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Isn't it amazing that Jesus told his disciples to go back to Jerusalem and wait there? until they be endued with power from on high, till they receive
receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, in other words. He said, now after you get that, after you get the Holy Ghost, then you'll be witnesses unto me. And he said how it was going to start, Jerusalem, and then Judea, then Samaria, then to the uttermost parts of the world. So that mountain, that's, we've got to climb that mountain. We've got to go up to the mountain of the Lord's house, which is established in the top of the mountains. In other words, all these mountains that raise up in our life, we've got to overcome them. And we've got to keep on pressing that we can come to the mountain of the Lord's house, for it is established up there in the top of the mountain. So whatever trial you're going through, whatever test or whatever problem that you have, always remember, keep looking up. I believe it was the book of Hebrews that said that we are to keep our eyes upon Jesus in the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author. Now, that would be up at the top of the mountain, looking unto Jesus. He's the one. He's the mountain of the Lord. He's in the top of the mountains. And he said, they're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, that's where we're going to find victory. We've got to keep our eyes on him. It's like when Peter got out of the boat, as uh, long as he had his eyes on Jesus, and during that stormy night and the winds was blowing and everything was going on, he was all right, but whenever he started paying attention to uh, the storm more than he did Jesus, he began to sink. So remember, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, before the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, and he despised that shame, and, uh, uh, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Then it says in the next verse, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. It's not a time to faint. No, sir, the Bible said, He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. It's a time that we will endure, we will continue to press and not give up. And the Bible said, in uh, the twelfth uh, chapter of the book of Hebrews, in verse twenty-two, but ye are come unto the Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the Judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. This is a time, brother and sister, I know it's difficult. I hear all the problems of the people, things that they're going through. Some of them, it's a heartbreak, it's heartache, uh, lost loved ones, and some uh, have children they've got to deal with, and they're concerned about their families. I know all about that. Been through many things myself, but there's one thing that I know I must do. Regardless, I've got to keep on pressing. I've got to continue on to the end. And I've got to occupy until Jesus come. I cannot give up now. And if I give up now, I'm not even worthy. Because the Bible said, if we put our hand to the plow and look back, we're not 
fit for the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to look back. I want to get my eyes on Jesus and keep on climbing till I get to the top. Amen. Till I meet my Savior and I know where he's at. The mountain of the Lord's house is established in the top of the mountain. See you next week. Same time, same station with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. There's been times when I felt a reach past mountain top. Everything seemed to bring a Apostle and Prophet Ministry.